Let's talk about how you learned copywriting because you said your number one skill and as many, many people have noticed from watching this video, obviously, uh, since Emmanuel is a good speaker, it's not just because he's naturally a magical speaker who just can speak for hours. It's also because he's a good copier because he knows how to structure stories. He knows how to... Yeah, there is a secret. He he has the seven-step process. So how did you, what is the seven-step or the 10-step or the 100-step uh, or in this case, I think 735-step process to learn copywriting at the level that you've learned copywriting? Uh, I think you were called in the industry the Luke Skywalker of copywriting. So tell us a little bit about that. So it's kind of interesting um, because there's actually it's actually not that complicated. Mm. And that's the thing where, um, that's the thing where all my process and all these years of reading books and learning kind of kicked in when I discovered copywriting. Because to be honest, for, for many, many years, I had the insight that having one skill set that you're mm. exceptionally good at can offer exceptional rewards. Mm. That's one thing that I had always been aware of. The only problem was I couldn't find the exact skill set. Yeah. So when I joined DBH, I was basically thrust into copywriting, you yeah. know, um, in a, which was really good because it just made me commit to one thing. Uh, and then I saw the economic potential. So at this point, the pre I had basically, I started reading a lot of books and learning about how do you actually, how do we actually learn a skill set? Mm -hmm. Books such as The Talent Code, uh, Bounce, and um, also the book by Robert Greene, Mastery, all these books about learning skills and the actual hard science of learning around myelin um, and around skill development in general, you know, neuronal connections. I, I got really deep into it. Um, I, it got to the point where I actually followed a course for a little while on neuroscience mm -hmm. to learn the science of how neurons interact and how synapses interact mm -hmm. and how neurotransmitters are communicated, like all that complex stuff. Mm. And I basically, everything, I, and I started learning about how do world-class athletes get better, how do musicians yeah. get better. And then I start, and this whole field of science is called deliberate practice. Mm -hmm. And I started incorporating the elements of deliberate practice of world-class athletes mm -hmm. and musicians into my copywriting practice. Yeah. Um, that's like the first, that's like the sort of the base framework that I followed yeah. was I incorporated, I, I started training like an athlete. And the mm -hmm. biggest thing that you will learn if you study how athletes uh, practice is that they actually spend more time practicing than actually playing games. Mm. And that's like a big insight because if you look at how most people approach any given skill, yeah. they're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Mm -hmm. And what deliberate science, the science of deliberate practice says is that if you do this, you will not become exceptional. Yeah. You, you can become good, but you're not going to be great. If you want to be great, you have to practice more than you actually uh, play. Mm -hmm. And that is the approach that I took with copywriting and the approach I still take now is that I practice more than I play. So what this actually means is I spend more time studying great sales letters, that's one big aspect, mm -hmm. hand copying sales letters, literally by hand, analyzing great sales letters and, and learning about my craft and practicing it mm -hmm. in different ways, than I actually do writing sales copy. Mm -hmm. But, and this is the big but, 
when I actually sit down to write a piece of sales copy yeah. after with all I know my process and everything, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be, it's going to be the best because I've been practicing and have my process. So that's the first thing. Now, another thing that deliberate practice says, another sort of insight was that you need a coach. Yeah. Now, the way I kind of implemented that was I got actually two different copywriting mentors. Mm -hmm. Now, people ask me all the time, how did you get them? I just paid them. Yeah. So all the, way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the money I was making at the time from working with clients, mm -hmm. instead of spending it on some stupid stuff, yeah. I just basically bought mentoring from these mentors. And, mm -hmm. and I, I was paying them like some good money. Like um, total was like 3K per month for both of them, I think. Like it was all I was making basically. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they started coaching me. We had calls once a week uh, and once a week or... One of them was twice a week. The other one was once a week, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so that was three times a week. Again, pretty intense. And we would, they would give me assignments. I would complete them. They would give me feedback, detailed feedback, harsh feedback. <laughs> and I would have to tweak it and improve it and improve it and improve yeah. it. And before you know it, I just start rewiring my brain to be an exceptional copywriting copywriter. Yeah. It's not because I'm so great. It's just because I followed the process that the brain needs to follow to become mm -hmm. good. And anyone who follows this process is going to be good and it can be anything. You know, it can, it, it, let's say you're talking about like media buying, Facebook ads, for example. Yeah. Well, if you spend more time analyzing great media buying campaigns that made millions of dollars, you spend more time learning about how to be a great media buyer. You spend more time practicing media buying, such as creating test campaigns for different products mm. with the specific process, focusing on optimization, focusing on the campaign setup, mm. and you just practice one aspect at a time which is one of the big insights is mm -hmm. one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So you can't work on everything at once. So like for copy, like for example, one time I would practice, oh, let's practice specifically talking to one person in my copy. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to work on that for an hour, you know, mm -hmm. and, the, and no more than one hour, but you know, that's yeah. like a start. Um, and then another thing, okay, now let's work on my customer avatar. Just understanding my customer in the deepest way possible and then boom now let's work on um, making my sentences very compelling so that one sentence makes you want to read the next mm -hmm. and then boom that's out of the way and then now let's work on creating the very best headline i can possibly mm -hmm. write and just work on it one aspect at a time one element at a time um one person i really follow like following for this is uh, kobe bryant and what he actually says is his approach when he started getting really serious about basketball yeah. was the following. He said, well, you, and I'm just quoting here, you start with where do you want your game to be? What would make your game the most unstoppable? Yeah. And then you reverse engineer it. And then you work on this vision of your game that you have one move at a time, one piece at a time, one element at a time. Mm. And that's what I did with my copy. I started with what would make my copy the highest converting that there is, yeah. right? And then you reverse engineer what is high converting copy. Well, it gets your attention, it gets you reading, it gets you excited. And every aspect, I just broke it down and worked on it one piece at a time. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I would say anyone who wants to learn a skill, you would better become familiar with the science of deliberate practice. You'd better read all these books. It's going to take a lot of work. But then again, I did it in a very extreme way. Yeah. Um, in a short time frame with two very experienced mentors. It doesn't have to be that way. I did it mm. basically in a one-year period. I went from just like completely average mm. to uh, pretty much world-class. Like in one year, I went from never having my copy, never having made any dollar ever mm. to a piece of copy writing a sales letter, video sales letter yeah. that would go on to make over $3 million in sales. Yeah, and at a certain point I talked to you and you said you had spent 735 days hand copy Correct. writing and uh, emulating the success of the best converting offers on the internet and based on data, based on sales numbers, not just based on hearsay. And just in case anyone's wondering, what does it actually take? What What is this deliberate practice? It's daily. How many hours a day was that? Three, uh, 735 days in a row? So basically one practice that was um, is, is very well known in the copywriting field is called hand copying. And what you do is you just take a sales letter that performed very well, again, based on data, so you yeah. know it for sure. And then you just copy all of it by hand, word by word. You don't change anything. Mm -hmm. And just let your brain sort of... Um, fuel itself with this great copy. And this is, again, advocated by the very best copywriters. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's literally like, like how bad do you want it, right? And it's like, what is the difference between the person who's going to make it and the person who won't? And I can tell you the difference. The person who won't is the person who's going to do it for seven days and is going to get sick of it. Mm. And the person who's going to make it um, is, is right in front of you, quite frankly. It's not because I'm so great. It's because for two years in a row. Mm. So I started hand copying in November 2015, right yeah. around the time when I was getting into the DBH process. Mm. And... I hand copied from November 2015 to uh, December 2017. And I still do it. I just don't do it every day now because there's other priorities in my business. I still do it. But I did it for over two years and in a row. So what mm -hmm. in a row means was that no day was missed. Mm -hmm. And what no day was missed means means that even if I had a flight, even if I had, even on weekends, even on Sundays, even on sick day, even when I was sick, um, I was still handcuffed. Like I remember the, the hardest ones were probably the sick ones actually. Ooh, yeah. um, the sick ones were, were quite tricky, um, but you, you know, you, you just do it. And, and the rewards are uh, disproportionately higher because sure, mm -hmm. okay, for two, and, and that was like, the minimum was 30 minutes that I had to do. Um, but usually it was one hour throughout mm -hmm. these two years. Mm -hmm. So it probably averaged that to like 50 minutes or something. So we're looking at over 500 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's not all of my practice. That's just the hand copying part. Mm -hmm. That's not all the other practice, mm -hmm. which was like, oh, let's work on talking to one person, the headlines. Mm -hmm. So overall, we're looking at thousands of hours of practice um, easily. So... Again, what does it take? Um, sure, it takes a lot, but again, let's do the math here. It's like, sure, I spent, you know, maybe like a good year, like killing myself mm -hmm. learning this thing. Okay, like fair enough. But you look at how much people go to school, 
And then you look at my economic rewards, you look at their economic rewards, I think I won. Yeah. You know? Maybe just by a small margin, but yeah, you managed to Yeah, yeah just by a very slight margin, I, I think I won. And it's not luck um, in this case. There's There are some luck elements in my story, absolutely. The fact that I was in France, the fact that um, the, the supplement space was very open in France when I got into it. Not so much now, I can tell you that. Um, but uh, there's some luck elements. One element that is not luck is the copywriting. And whether I had been in the US, in France, or in China for that matter, like my, I would have done very well with that copywriting skill.